Hey you guys, welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast, this is James. It's been a couple of weeks since I've dropped a podcast episode and uh, unfortunately it's because I've been suffering from pneumonia, uh, as has my daughter and my son. Not a not a fun way to start a podcast, but yeah, my voice has been pretty hoarse and um, man, it just really takes it out of you. How, how do you catch pneumonia in the summer? I've no idea, but I've now done it twice because it happened to me two years ago as well. Anyway... Not a lot of fun, but I'm getting through it, and uh, I got out and drove this week for the first time in a couple of days, and it was so nice to be back behind the wheel of my 991. Uh, So yeah, another Friday, another episode of Auto Amateur Podcast, and once again, I've got my good friend Andy Gaunt from Last Rasp, the YouTube and the Instagram are the same name, uh, joining me today for a bit of Porsche banter. Uh, What have we got to talk about? All sorts of stuff. There's a lot to talk about. Um, and, and not just to mention that uh, I imagine Andy's going to be doing his nuts because uh, they've gone back into quarantine down under in uh, the, the Victoria area where Andy's living. Um, that can't be a lot of fun. Uh, so, I don't know. Let's get into it. Friday. Let's talk Porsche. How are you? Are you, rec- are you? And by the way, are you recording? I am recording. I'm rolling. Do you know what? Because I, I, I typically, you know, you and I'll talk for half, pretty much an entire podcast, and then I'll say, "Hey, sh- I'll start recording now, shall I?" So yeah, this time I thought I'll, I'll get on top of it early. <laughs> All right, let's let's do our let's do our usual three, two, one, and mess it up, and then I'll try and sync it some other way. You ready? Uh, yeah, amazing. Here we go. All right, three, three, two. Two. Well, no, because so, no, because when I'm like, it's. Oh. It, do you hear what I hear? Because it goes three, three, two, two, one. Let's. No. Really? I, what What are you doing? What, what are, you, are doing? you doing? I don't want to use what, the phrase amateur like, hour, many... but <laughs> seriously, it looks like it's it, quite to me I, an I, I, amateur I, hour. It is. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, it's in the title, I guess. <laughs> That's what you should call your podcast, amateur hour. I need that, but that's that's actually a pretty good idea. I kind of like that. It's not bad, is it? Okay, hold on. I'm just uh, adjusting my level. <clears throat> okay, should we try this uh, again? Uh, sure. You have no idea how much this sums up my entire <laughs> week, mate. <laughs> All right, let's do it again. Ready? All right, here we go. Three, Three two, two. What are you doing? One. <laughs> I'm, I'm now, I got myself perfectly in sync with you. Okay, great. But what, and you're in, it didn't sound like I was? Let's let's just assume we're in sync. Let's just assume right. that everything's fine. <laughs> Three, two, one, sync. Done. <laughs> James, is th- if this oh. is a sign of things to come today... It might be. Um, yeah, this, this could all go very pear-shaped very quickly. So what's going on with you guys down under? You um, Are you back in lockdown now? Uh, yeah, all right, all right. So, listen... Uh, how well would you say you and I know one another? Uh, I would say we're getting uh, to know each other pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's fair. So, um, uh, I, I think I know you well enough that I can be honest with you. Um, yeah. So, to be honest with you, this is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria going back into lockdown is my fault. Pretty much, pretty much. And uh, just bear with me. Let me uh, unpack that a little bit. Okay. Um, last time when you and I uh, set up a podcast, um, 
immediately upon agreeing upon a time uh, the next day, we, we, I went into lockdown the day the day we did our podcast. <laughs> and then this week, we agreed to do, record another podcast. And hey, presto, today, first day of lockdown. Now, look, <laughs> t- two events, would we say that's a pattern? No, but we could say it's a pattern forming. I think that'd be fair. It, um, so it's your fault. It's certainly a, a sort of freaky coincidence. I'll give you that much. Yeah, yeah. And and look, and, and, and I'll wrap this up because, again, I'm, I'm sure the listeners don't want to sit here and, and <laughs> hear about COVID. But, um, you know, from my perspective here in Melbourne, I just kind of figure we have freedom, which is a bit like a weekend. Yeah. You know, you got your, your weekend is two days and you know it's going to end and you're going to have Monday. And for mm-hmm. us here, it's the same. We know we're going to have a week or so of being able to do some of the things we like and then we'll be back in lockdown. And that's exactly what's happened. Luckily, I managed two drives um, in the short period that we were out of lockdown. So, you know, not all is lost. Nice. Yeah, good lad. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. I And I've, I've been out driving uh, this week as well, as much I as I see, can. Because I, I feel like... You know, I've had like, I wouldn't say I've had a health scare, but um, I've, I've managed to catch pneumonia. I, I don't have COVID, Gosh. but I've had pneumonia for the past two weeks. And my, my little daughter, Grace, who's now 12 weeks, she's had pneumonia. Um, no! Yeah, like in the left lung. And my, my son, Adam's got an ear infection. L- Luke and oh. Ruthie, for some reason, are, are absolutely fine. But... Um, uh, you know, pneumonia is what gave me a heart infection two years ago, which I'm still recovering from. Yeah. Um, so I, I've just, I've basically been very nervous the past couple of weeks thinking life is coming to an end. The world is coming to an end. I need to get out of my car and drive yes. as much as possible. And I've been absolutely 100%. loving it. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it hasn't well, yet just me to go down and you buy can't a new car. Anyone. <laughs> hey, what's that? Exactly. Yeah. Did you buy a car? No, 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 I didn't. But it's it's this kind of end of the world thinking that yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, certainly pushes me to go and look at buying new cars. Um, so no, but I've been out driving and it's been it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, now speaking of uh, Porsches and uh, the agenda for, for for this for this podcast today, um, you had a couple of great suggestions when we when we were talking the other day, uh, and the first one. Kind of surprised me a little bit. You, you wanted to talk about the used car market and selling cars, and and I think that's a great idea actually because the market is bonkers at the moment. It'd be really great to understand your perspectives on it. But I just immediately thought, does that mean you're selling your car? Well, it's 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 been a point of discussion with uh, with myself and my friends. Um, as you know, uh, my intention is to sell my nine nine one. However, because the 964 is, is is still in the shop, we're just waiting for dyno time so we can tune it. I've been yeah. loving the 991 and it's been actually finding its way <laughs> un, un, under my skin. Um, and, yeah. and and yeah, that's a it's a it's a renewed love affair. But the the used market here has, like everywhere, gone absolutely bananas. Um, yeah. there's very little stock available and the stock that is available is, is at prices that I think if you're considering buying, you'd be in this real, um, you'd be really tossing up between thinking, well, if I don't buy now, that's going to be even more out of reach in another six months yeah. or surely this bubble has to burst. And if I wait, 
prices might come down. Yeah. What's the truth of those two scenarios? I don't know. But I think what's interesting, and and I've been discussing this with some friends of mine, there are some people in our group who are able to buy a car, experience that car for perhaps you know 18 months, two years, and then shift it, then move it on and 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 look for a different experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where there are those who really agonise over the the notion of 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 selling cars and and whether they'll miss the car so much that they'll be devastated. And we've had um, so in the past six months, you know, two two of the guys that, that I drive with have both bought nine nine six GT threes, oh. which they're loving. Um, you know, one of them has um, PJ. He's got a, a, a Carrera 3.0, which I think he's prepping for sale. Um, but he hasn't had that car that long, and it's a great car. Um, yeah. We another another mate uh, Simon who runs the website 911 Culture. He's got a, an M491, which is a factory wide body G body Carrera, which he's had for Oof. five or six years, I think. Um, yeah. But he just bought this absolutely hot rodded. Uh, SC with a short stroke engine it's freaking great but you know for him he's really agonized over all of these memories that he's created in the in the wide body um, Carrera yeah with his with his missus with his kids with with us you know am I gonna when I say goodbye to that car do I say goodbye to all of those memories so so some of us you know build this attachment with these cars that goes way beyond the material um, whereas some of us are able to be really um, sort of rational about it and, and, and just make those easy purchase decisions. I, I I tend to err on the former, you know, with my 964. I, yeah. I feel like selling that would be like, you know, selling one of my kids. In fact, I'd probably sooner sell one of my kids than that. I'm considering it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. And, and we've talked about this before because you... Um, you know, with your car, you've you've you you, th- you think about GT threes and all the rest of it, but you've done so much you've done so much work to your car, yeah. and and you've 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 personalised it so much that at this point, you know, could you sell it? Could you move? You're right. So I I've done so much work to my nine nine one that I, I'm sort of at that point now where I think I've gone past the point of no return, and that it's going to be mm. a car that I have for a long time, especially now that I've started pouring money into replacing the, um, the the sort of basic trim with leather trim and all that <laughs> sort of good stuff. Um, <laughs> and I was actually just talking with my um, my, my my guy in uh, Eastern Europe who's uh, who's going to be finding me some of the sports seats with the deviated stitching as well. So it's like, I'm, I'm all in. Oh, this is, ha- this is happening? It's, yeah, I, I'm like, if he finds them, yeah, I'm going to pull a trigger. Because oh. I think, like I say, this is it now. The 991 is my... My long-term Porsche, which I'll keep, and I've I've, I've put so much work into it. Um, yeah, I, I think I would be gutted if I if I sold it, but it's not going to stop me from buying another one. You know, because that I think because I've set a precedent now with with Ruthie that I've got two nine elevens, the nine nine sixes up there. <laughs> I just need to find the right way and the right opportunity to get rid of that broken nine nine six and replace it with a nine nine one GT three. Well, yeah, and 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 I loved, I loved Ruthie's post on your on your Instagram 
Uh, as I said, it was the first decent piece of content I've seen on that feed. But um, <laughs> I just that was so funny, mate. So, funny. so cheeky, so cheeky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She wants me to get rid of that pretty quickly. Um, but you, but you yeah. know, I think it is. And I, I think back to I sold my nine nine six, the first nine eleven I bought, um, and I, I think it was the right decision. So I didn't really feel bad about that at all. Um, I almost at impulse moved from a 997 up to my 991 after I did the first trip to the Tale of the Dragon a couple of years ago because I felt like I'd just come to the end of the journey with that car. I'd done all the mods. Yep. I'd driven it on one of the best roads in the country. And, you know, why would I keep it? Now, I do have a bit of buyer's, sorry, a seller's regret. I think, you know, I do think back yeah. to that black 997 fondly and often wonder if I made the right decision to sell it. So... I, I I'm I think you you wonder if it's thinking about you too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, is it is it crying itself to sleep at night knowing that I'm not? You started stalking it on Facebook, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I have. You know I have. Um, but but no, I think I I think as much as I loved the nine nine seven, I knew that it wasn't going to be the car I was going to keep forever. Um, it just I didn't see myself having a you know, a, a tan colored interior forever. I didn't see myself having a manual mm. forever. Um, now I've got this, this PDK and it's bigger and it's, it's, it's like, yeah. it's just all a car I need, I think. Um, but, but you were right. I think people do get emotionally attached to cars um, quite easily. And, and I've certainly done it before in the past, but I think just going back a couple of minutes to what you said, you know, there's, there are potentially two scenarios. One is, you are looking at the market and you really want to buy yourself a Porsche and the price is going up and up. Um, and so you're wondering in six weeks time or six months time, am I uh, going to be regretting not pulling the trigger now, even though I'm spending more on what I would have done if I'd have bought it a year ago. And then the other scenario yes. is at some point is the bubble going to burst and will the prices come down? And I, I think it, it's just going to come down to how much patience you've got. I think the people, the people who are, have been thinking about buying a Porsche for a while and aren't particularly patient will just go ahead and pull the trigger straight away. Um, but Great. people who people who see the bigger picture and I think maybe a uh, better with money, better with, better than I am with money. Um, yeah, you know, you know, they, they, they're thinking about five to ten years. They're not thinking about six yes. months to a year, which is what I often think about. Um, so, uh, yeah, I th but enthusiasts, you know. we're not we're not patient. We're not, you know, like we're not thinking about it from that perspective. It's like I, I want it now. Yeah. You know, and so you, what you try and do is you do, um, you do man maths on it, right? And 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 basically you look for any any mathematical equation which will rationalise and justify the purchase you want to make. Yeah. Um, so that you can pull the trigger. <laughs> but I mean, I suppose the other thing is if you are yeah. already if you're already an owner, if you already have a Porsche, at least. You know, it's a little bit like property where at least you have um, a product to sell in that um, in that inflated yeah. market to therefore um, um, finance the the next one, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's amazing I, how on all of the, uh, the Facebook forums that I'm a member of and, uh, you know, every, every day there's at least four or five guys um, or women as well that are posting like, hey, I just bought my first Porsche. I just bought my first Porsche. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. They're, they're, even though the, the you know the inventory is pretty light, I think anecdotally and maybe practically around the world, 
there are still cars out there to be bought. There are still hundreds yes. and hundreds of them on the market. Um, maybe not the coolest colors with the best options, but hey, that's what modding cars is all about. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think, um, yeah, the modding is an interesting part too, isn't it? Because the the bloke that I bought my 964 from, he, after selling that car to me, um, hunted around for a long time for what his next Porsche would be. And he found a, a fantastic uh, 996 Turbo. Yeah. And it's a it's a, it's had a lot of mods done. It's 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 an absolute weapon. Um, now, it also needed throughout his ownership. It's needed a fair bit of work just to bring up. There are a whole lot of issues with it, but it's 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 you know in a in a really good place. But he's he's really vacillated about keeping it or selling it. Um, and yeah. he's actually just yesterday, uh, someone has has made an offer on it. PPI is done, so I, I believe that deal will be done. Um, and we spoke about it, and I think one of the challenges is, and I think you and I have talked about this before, that if I were to sell my 991 tomorrow, I've not made any modifications to that car. I've put spaces on it and you know put a ransom note badge on the back and other than that <laughs> it's it's you know it's as it came from the factory. So yeah. if I sold it tomorrow, regretted it the next day. I could replace it the day after because yeah. are there 991 Carrera S's in stock form available? Yeah, there are. And if there's not one this week, there'll be one next week. So I think the fear is always that when you have invested personally um, and financially in in modifying a car and making it your own, um, then it becomes a, a sense of, this may be irreplaceable because I don't want to start down the path again of having to do all these mods again. So I'm yeah. selling something that I can't replace with like for like. So therefore I'm better off just holding on to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very true. And, and I, I've, I've, I've gone down that sort of um, thought, thought process a couple of times and it's, it's, it's always brought me to the point where I've thought, I don't want to do all of these mods again to another 991. I mean, maybe to a 992, yeah. maybe to a 993, but no. But like, this is my 991 experience, and uh, I'm not going to go and do it again. No, I, I agree, and it's for me. Well, it's, it's you know, if I sold, if I see, yeah, if I sold the 964, <laughs> and then you know, regretted that, then a it would be difficult to find another one because there are very few. You know, in 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 Australia right now, there's probably five, four or five 964 manual coupes for sale. So that's the kind of numbers you're talking about. Wow. Um, yeah. And so to find a good one within that mix, they're all insanely priced, and then get it back to the spec that 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 mine is at now. I just uh, that I wouldn't want to start that journey again. So I would just take a a complete right turn and go and do something completely different. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's right. I wouldn't want to sort of retread all of that ground again. Um, now, speaking of the used car market, uh, I've got a couple of friends that own the GT3 Touring the, from the 991 generation, um, and they have either recently sold them uh, and made money, or they're thinking about selling them because they can make money. Uh, but you know, we're, we're talking about what were they? They they were like two hundred thousand dollars, and you can sell them now for maybe two fifty, or one hundred seventy thousand yeah. dollars, and you can sell them now for two twenty, or in that kind of region. Which is which is nuts. Somebody sent me a link to uh, a 911 R 
So the first generation 991 the other day, yeah. Porsche in Oklahoma, if you go and check it out, you can see that it's on their website. what well there's 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 only one there's one r available for sale here in australia right now and it is uh, now again i can never remember how things work with our exchange rates but it's 700 plus so yeah, the 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 sort of money is is crazy, and actually, it's not even it's not even a launch spec car. So it's it's crayon, um, yeah, oh, really? seven hundred and seventeen thousand. It's crayon without the stripes. Um, no. So it doesn't. It sort of misses that that uh, the mystique of the R. I, you know, I, I was just talking about this with my friend Anthony yesterday. I think you know the whole whole point, or not the whole point, but but part of the experience of having the R is driving it with those ridiculous racing stripes and it just being this standout car, you know, like you wouldn't want to drive it every time. Yeah. Sometimes you do just want to fly under the radar, but the Sunday you want to go out and just tear it up. You're like, yeah, I want red racing stripes up my car. Let's do this. Yeah, totally. If if, if I had the money to spend on an R, I, I would want those red stripes. Like I would get those red stripes tattooed on my face so they matched the car. It would be that kind of love affair. Well, maybe not. On my back, my ass. Well, no, Who knows? I mean, your, your, your face naturally goes that red sometimes when you're working <laughs> in the heat in your garage. <laughs> my, my face turns that color, like, just, just at the drop of a hat. I don't need to be doing any work, unfortunately. Um, but no, but the, 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 so there, were, there are some differences then between the R and, and like, cars like the R and cars like the, the T and cars like the yes. the GT3 Touring, um, like the yeah. the R, for example, they they only, if I'm not mistaken, they only actually made 911 of them, and every single yeah. one of them has a little plaque inside. Um, I I don't I don't think that was the case with the GT3 Touring. They they made a couple of thousand of those. Yeah, no, it wasn't as limited. It wasn't as limited. Um, right. And apparently there are differences between the Touring and the R as well in terms of. Um, my understanding is the R's a little more road bias. Um, there, yeah, you, yeah. You, you can tell the difference. Um, I, it's funny though, isn't it? Because the the GT3, particularly that nine nine one generation two GT3, the the mystique and the appeal of that car just seems to continue to grow. You know, even in spite of the launch yeah. of a new one, which is which is yeah. I think being universally loved particularly now with the touring there is just something yeah. about that generation that second generation 991 GT3 that I think is still such a captivating proposition and you know Lee did that great video a week or so ago where he compared yeah. um the, the the current GT3 touring with with uh, with the previous one and you know actually said that to all intents and purposes the new one is a better car amazingly somehow Porsche have done it again and it's a better car. But there's something about that Generation 2 GT3 that just, oh, I just feel like they got it so right with that car. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what, that what it just continues to amaze me with Porsche and that um, from generation to generation, you know, the idea is it's, 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 it's gradual evolution. It's not wholesale revolution. But you look at yeah. the 992 GT3, they they touched 
every single component in that car, every single thing about that GT3 is different to the 991 yes. GT3. And they, they've got the same, yeah, yeah. they basically have the same silhouette and they've got the same badge and they've got the same concept. But mechanically uh, and, and electronically, they're basically completely yeah. different cars. And, and, and they've gone yeah. and just, you know, knocked it out of the park. The specs are better. The, the, the speeds are faster. Good Lord. It just it's unreal, continues it? to amaze me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and that's the thing, you know, to just, I guess, circle back to the original part of the conversation, you know, from time to time, I think, you know, I'm incredibly fortunate to own two of these cars. And I think, wow, could I sell them both and get a GT3? I mean, first of all, it probably wouldn't quite. It, it, it would leave me short. I still would have to find some more money. But, um, <laughs> you know, could I do that? Could I, could I move them both on and just get... A 991 Generation 2 GT3. Um, uh, I would be tempted to at least do the Googling. (laughs) I've done the Googling. I've I've done the man maths on it. (laughs) It doesn't add up, but I've made it add up. Um, But I think I would just miss... No, no, that's it. I think I would. I'd rid of the wife. It's easy. Da, look, you know what? I've thought about this. It's it's extravagant for me to have two nine elevens. I'm just <laughs> going to have one because that's enough for me. Of modest needs. <laughs> just sign. Just sign this. The second mortgage here. Don't worry about that. It's completely <laughs> unrelated. I'll just get you to uh. witness these documents. What are they? Oh, don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. Well, you know that that that's an interesting proposition. But you know what? What um, what what also sort of shocks me is I, I was looking at this R the other day, and uh, I thought I'd check out the Carfax, and you know the um, I don't know what the equivalent is in 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 Australia, but you know it's the you can see if there are any accidents, you can see if it's uh, allowed oh, yeah, or not, right. and they guarantee it. Blah blah blah. Um, and it shows you the the ownership history. So this car was purchased in. I think this car was purchased in late 2016, which was the year I think it was released. Um, and yes. in four years, it's had five owners. And it's only got... What? Yeah, I know. Well, no, well I'm sorry. The, the fifth owner is now the dealership that bought it. But it's had four previous owners um, in, in essentially four or five years. And it's only got... I don't know. I think it's got less than 10,000 miles on the clock or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly what. But... Um, it, it doesn't have very high mileage at all. Um, wh- in fact, it's got 766 miles on it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so so four people have basically driven this car a couple of hundred miles each, maybe, over the course of the past four or five years. Why, why did they buy it? Like, it doesn't what that were, just kill what you? What were they like, thinking? Oh, I... It, I, I think about this all the time with these special cars and I think they get allocated to people and, and I'm sure there's, of course there's exceptions to this rule, right? I'm not trying to tar everybody with the same brush, but they get allocated to people who just want to put them in their garage, sit on them and, and use them as investment pieces. And all of that engineering, all of that work from Preuninger and his department to make what is an exceptional road car and it just gets yeah. shoved in a garage somewhere. And it's funny, yeah. isn't it? Because there seems to be a little bit of a, um, a culture around 
if you own a GT3 Touring, you drive it and you put as many Ks on it as you can. You know, you look at Club Blau on um, on on Instagram. I met him at, at at Angeles Crest, and he's done you know so many so many miles in his blue GT3. Um, yeah. There's the oak green one in uh, in over there in Europe. Same sort of thing. And and I think if I had the money to buy an R, I would drive that thing everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, I would as well. <laughs> oh, I'd I mean, just be. My wife would be like, "Really, You're going out in that again?" Yeah, I know, oh, right? I don't know, Dale. It's three a.m. Oh Who cares? God. I can't sleep. I mean, okay. So my maths is shocking, but four owners, five years, seven hundred and sixty-six miles. That's got to be like an average of two miles a week. Oh, something like that, right? It's, so each of them probably oh, drove just... it three times. <laughs> you, you know, they went to a couple of cars and coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Drove yeah. it to the dealer so, to have a service. Oh. And that was it. How do you yeah. not... How, and so here's the thing, right? You know, you watch every review you've ever seen of that. I still remember the first review I saw of that car, and it was Jason Camisa. And, and that review is no longer on YouTube, sadly, but it was a great, great review. And... Everyone who drove that car lost their mind over it. So part of part of my frustration with these sort of owners is, you know, how could you just want to do that? How could you how could you yeah. shove it in your garage and not do anything with it? But also, do you the one time you did drive it, did you not come out of it and like taking your first hit of heroin go, holy hell, <laughs> I have to do that again? Like, how could you not get addicted to that? Like, I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. At, at least to, at least to, you know, drive more than a couple of hundred miles in the year that you're going to run yeah. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's sad. I feel like that's that's really sad. That's like seeing that's like seeing one of those proud lions at the zoo and you just see, this, you know, yeah. just, like, they just sit there saying, "What? kill me, just kill me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, oh my this God. is not what I signed up for. Four, four, so so what was the R? Four liters, naturally aspirated, just shy of 500 horses and um, 330-something uh, pounds of torque. 10,000 RPM redline, I think, isn't it? Or at least nine. No, that's no, just under nine. Yeah, and in was fact, because okay. I think the GT3T hits nine, whereas that one uh, redlines at eight, nine, fifty, or eight, nine, or something. It's not quite. Someone will, someone okay. will correct me, I'm sure, but um, it's, it's, it's just under. But, but five hundred horses out of a naturally aspirated engine. Yes, please. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that all day, all day. <laughs> so sad, so sad. But you know what? The the one drawback from that particular R that I saw, and maybe all of the R's came with the same seats. seats. Carbon fiber bucket do. seats, man. No way. You can't have one. Just, you can't. Have, no. I saw you. I, I saw it on I, Instagram, and I thought you can't have that car, James. <laughs> I would be the guy that spends <laughs> half a million dollars on a 911R and takes out the seats and puts in the basic Carrera seats. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, the Bobby basic seats. That'll do me. That's hilarious. Oh, God, that's just embarrassing. Well, do you know, actually, I was listening I was listening to the Car Chat podcast um, this week and uh, James, Mr. JWW, was on it. And he yeah, offered the yeah. thought that um uh that with the GT3 touring that if ultimately the only spec difference is the wing and i think there's a slight difference in the rear the the rear splitter to to make up for that aero uh, differential uh, but the suspension yeah. settings are the same everything else is the same that 
is it really a Turing? Because it's 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 fundamentally the same product. It's it's just wing or wing delete. And you know, should they not have, um, with the Turing, for example, had back seats in it so that you know it could be a Turing car that you you you, you don't have your sport buckets, you have your eighteen way sports seats, but you you can put your kids in the back or or the like. And I actually thought that was a, I I thought that was a reasonable point actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And and, and that was me. I, I assumed um, that there were some sort of creature comforts in the touring that you wouldn't find in the GT3 as standard. Um, I think there's different, there's different, wrong. some different materials. Okay. There's just some different, I think different materials. But other than that, your interior is the same. No rear seats. Um, I, I assume like any GT3, you can spec it with sports seats, not not buckets. Um, but but, but I, yeah, I think you, there's no least, rear seats. Least, yeah. At least for the nine nine two, you can. I think for the nine nine two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, you could, and you could with the nine nine one as well. Oh, you could. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm. so um, uh, I, I was going to ask you about all of the events you're going to be going to, and uh, you know, all the things you're going to be getting out and doing. <laughs> but um, I guess that's just not going to happen, is it? I'm sorry, man. Well, look, we've got. <laughs> no, what? You know what? We've we we kind of figure you you just got to drive when you can, right? So, cars and coffee and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't. Want, I'm not too fussed about those anyway. Um, if I can get to one and one happens, great. But look, we've still got you know my good mate Rocco, who he and I organise our our Alpine Range rallies every year. He messaged me in the middle yeah. of last lockdown and he said, "Mate, I've got to get away. This is killing me." So we've um, we've organised a weekend away where hopefully um, it's just a, an overnighter, but great roads and hopefully. It's a couple of weeks away. We go into this lockdown. Hopefully, we come out of it just in time to 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 take this weekend away. But you you know you do largely have to just in the environment we live in at the moment. If you've got if you're out and you're you're, you're free to drive, you you got to go drive because you you might be locked down again the following week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's it exactly. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I, I kind of feel guilty even bringing up the subject, but I. I I've I feel, seen. I feel, I feel like I should just because of my my audience. Yeah, do it. <laughs> they want to listen. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have three events coming up. Three events? Yeah, Amazing. three events. Not including cars and coffee this weekend. Uh, when I take my uh, Luke and Adam are now big enough to be in booster seats, so they can both get in the back of the nine eleven. So I'm going to take those seats. Oh cars yay! And coffee oh, that'll be great. So excited about that. Yeah, I, I think they're going to really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I've. Uh, so, Tale of the Dragon, going back to the Dragon with Jay at the end of September. We talked about that before. We've just sort of started um, locking down logistics for the different car meets we're going to be doing. We're going to do three car meets. Yeah. We're going to do one social outdoors, assuming, you know, we're not back in lockdown by that point. Um, before that, I'm going to Luft, uh, the seventh year of Luft uh, in uh, Indianapolis in mid September. And then I've just signed up where I'm going to display my car. At a, uh, a Porsche event in Chicago called um, uh, Checked In, I think it's called Checked In Twenty One. Yeah, Check 21. yeah, I know. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm so excited about it. But you've been to Luft before, haven't you? Like, can you help me understand what am I what am I getting myself into? It's it's a day. I, yeah, it's a day. I I mean I um so I went to Luft six at Universal Studios. Um, yeah. I'd always wanted to go. And um, 
I, di- I wasn't going to go that year because we'd actually just had our Alpine Range Rally the weekend before. It's the weekend of Mother's Day. Um, but they held it, uh, Luft 6, they held at the Universal Studios back lot. And the kind of central uh, part of that was the um, Hill Valley from Back to the Future. It's the, the, the town square with the, with the courthouse building and the clock tower. No way. And... Yeah, man, and and for me, you know, Back to the Future is the film that influenced me more than anything growing up. And my wife said, "You know what? You have to go." Um, so, so in my mind, I mean, I'd watched all the, you know, the videos on Luft. I've got the book. Um, I imagined it was just going to be that um, uh, Back to the Future Town Square. There'd be the cars there, and that'd be great. Well, the Universal Studios back lot is massive. It is massive. Wow. Um, so I flew across just for the weekend from, from Melbourne. So it's a 15-hour flight from Melbourne to LA. So I flew over on the Friday. I left Friday morning. You fly for 15 hours, arrive Friday morning in LA. Uh, met a buddy of mine there. Just tried to stay awake for that day. And then yeah. Saturday, <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. The Saturday went to Luft, um, which was just, it, 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 it will blow your mind how many cars there are, the how incredible the cars are cars that you've seen either in books in in films on youtube uh really? or on social media even they are just unbelievable i and look it, to be honest probably the only drawback is that there is a point at which you're walking past cars that if you saw um in in uh, in isolation would blow your mind but because you just so overwhelmed with the volume and quality yeah. of cars there, you sort of, you know, you don't notice that, you know, 964, 36 Turbo or that 917 or whatever it is that you're walking past. Right. Um, but the way they um, curate the cars, but also their the positioning of the cars, it's just it's just fantastic. And uh, look, I was really lucky because I wasn't going to go, as I said, and, and getting flights was easy, but tickets were sold out. Um, and it was actually, I reached out to Drew, uh, from Cool Collective and I said, Hey, <laughs> any chance you've got a line on some tickets? And he said, nah, dude, like everything's gone. Wow. Um, and then he messaged me the next morning. He said, I've got one if you want it. And, uh, so yeah, which was just incredible. And so, yeah, so I had Luft and then the next, I, I was flying home the, the, the next day or that, that evening. So that next day we hired i hired a um i hired a 991 carrera base carrera and drove um the angeles crest which was phenomenal um what, oh, a, nice. what an incredible road that is um but then way up past newcombs if any of your listeners know newcombs the famous newcombs ranch um about 10 miles past newcombs got a flat tire um <sighs> and there's no spare tire uh, it was a shredded tire, so it was gone. It, it, it wasn't going to be fixed with uh, that stuff that you put inside it. So I then spent, I think it was nine hours waiting for a tow truck. Oh um, God! On the side and, of a road. Had to, on the side on the side of the road, and had to leave as soon as the tow truck. In fact, I ended up having a, getting getting a lift down to. Um, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Flint Ridge or Lacanada Flint Ridge, I think it's called, down the bottom of the hill to find the tow truck driver so that I could drive oh. back up the hill with him and show him where the car was. 
and then just I literally <laughs> just made it to my flight that night. So wow. it was an incredible weekend with my with my buddy Kale, my buddy Kale and I. We had a great time. He had an R eight, and I had this uh, I had this nine eleven Carrera, and, and yeah, thankfully he was able to get me back to the back to the airport just in time to get on a plane. So oh. it was a whirlwind. But Luft is freaking great. Believe the okay. hype. It's it's you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. So we're talking we're talking cars, we're talking spectating, we're talking yeah, food trucks. Atmosphere's really handy. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, so that's a big thing, right? Because we've we've there's been a few cool events here in Melbourne, but one of the things that struck me with Luft was in spite of the size of it, right? And and there's you're going to meet those people who say, you know, I was there when I was when I was at Dais and it was small and it was so much better then. It was it was less commercial, rah rah rah. There's always those people, right? Um, but uh, even in spite of the size of it, when 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 I was at, at Universal, um, there's so much atmosphere. There's music. There's food everywhere. There's DJs. Okay. Um, and it attracts a group of people, at least in California, um, who aren't just, you know, sometimes you go to cars and coffee and it's just car guys and, you know, and it's kind of like, oh, more car guys. Whereas like there it was, there's kids, there's teenagers, um, yeah, just, just not the sort of, not the typical people you would see at a cars and coffee type event. So no, there's so much atmosphere and yeah, food are plenty. There's great food actually. Like they usually, they, at, 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 in LA they had food trucks and yeah, it was just awesome. It was everything you'd want it to be. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going as a spectator yeah. and I'm glad I don't want to worry about my car. I just, uh, I want to walk around. I want to get some shots. I just want to enjoy the day. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's the one thing I was thinking about, like just being overwhelmed, I guess, by maybe even desensitized to some of the cars I'm seeing. Because yeah, exactly that. I'd hate to get to that point where a few years down the line, I'm like, you know, what? I think I saw one of those at that event and I just walked past it. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I'd seen so many yeah. cool cars, I just didn't stop and appreciate it for what it was. Um, that's, that's now you're going to do that. I, and actually, I think I left, I left too early and I actually... That, that was the one thing I regretted. We kind of decided we needed to go and 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 left. And I kind of felt like if I just hung around, you know, as people started leaving, you know, towards the end of it, uh, I, I might have got to chat to a few more people. Might have gotten to just see some of the cars in a in a slightly more relaxed setting as 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 the crowd started to dissipate. Because one of the things I worked out was, you know, I was walking around trying to take photos. And you're constantly trying to dodge other spectators as you take yeah. photos. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment I thought, you know what, Andy, the spectators are part of the event. Um, you know, uh, the professional photographers will get the shots of the cars anyway. So include the spectators in your shots because that's that's part of it. That's part of yeah. the atmosphere. And 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 you're never gonna you're never gonna get a shot where there's no one standing behind it or gawking through a window. I'm oh, so excited for you. <laughs> I can't wait. The only thing. Um... The only thing that, uh, you know, as a ginger, I worry about is that it's the middle of the summer in the Midwest and it might be ridiculously <laughs> hot, but I'm just going to have to man up and just get through it. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just, do you know what we say here in Australia, mate? Slip, slop, slap. So slip on a shirt, slop on sunscreen and slap on a hat. <laughs> uh, I can't believe okay. I just quoted a 1980s advertising campaign on your podcast. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, 
it's all good stuff. So, so, so let me circle back then. Go ahead. Quick, what, what next? Oh, you're gonna. Well, I was just gonna say just quickly how you're. You know, running this tale of the dragon. Um, yeah. With 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 Jay. Yeah. It's you got a lot of moving parts, right? How do you, how do you manage that? Because, you know, I've spoken with you about this before. Like I drive with my friends, and we we kind of have a natural pecking order of how we drive, and we know who's fast, who's not where you want to sit in the group and all that sort of stuff. How do you manage yeah. that with, with, you know, a group of people that you've, you know, some of whom I assume you've never driven before. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you go about that? Yeah. You know, that's a, that's an interesting one. I think, um, I mean, as far as the logistics go, I just try and make sure that we've got enough time to get everywhere and we're not starting too early and we're not taking on too much. And, uh, you know, we, we sort of spread it out nicely. Um, and make sure there's more than just one opportunity to get involved so people can pick and choose and they can do a little bit or they can do a lot um but yeah you're right you as far as the 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 driving order goes um it's sort of every every person for themselves when when we started off at the dragon um i think uh just you know naturally because i'm a slightly impatient person we had the car meet and we were, I think we were 10 minutes away from the departure time, and I was like, oh, come on, let's just get in the car and get going. So I got in the car, got the exhaust raring up and, and sort of made the signal to everybody to get going. Um, and I, I just took the lead. Uh, and it, it basically looked like people just filtered in behind me, depending on when they got yeah, in their yeah. car. Um, and I think it's da- just down to personality. If, 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 you, if you try and get up front, you'll be up front. If you, you, know, if you just want to be laid back you're at the back um and i think for a group events where you're meeting uh, a lot of people for the first time it I, I think i can't think of an intelligent way to do it differently i think it's always going to be that way but um for sure i think once you get into a groove with a certain uh group of people i think that sort of i wouldn't call it a pecking order but that sort of order just comes naturally um yeah it, it, it's kind of like the way it doesn't matter wherever me and my family go to a restaurant, we all kind of sit in the same sort of places. I'm same used position. to having, yeah. yeah, it's like I'm I'm used to having Luke on my right and and Ruthie on my left, and I think, yeah, I, I think it just starts to become familiar like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, and and and, and it's one of the things you know with 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 our group, um, you know, you sort of know if 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 you're having a day where you're not feeling it, I know where I would position myself in the pack, and I'm sort of. You know, I'd, I'd probably say I'm a mid-pack driver in, yeah. in, in our group. Um, but sometimes I sort of, I have to lead because, you know, I've, I've created the maps or whatever. Um, so I might yeah. lead for a section and then and then make sure that whoever's up front knows where they're going. But I, I love that I can show up on a drive and say, yeah, do you know what? Today I'm feeling it. I, we drove that first section. I felt really good and I had a good flow going. So on this next section, I'm going to try and get behind that driver that you know gerard or someone else who who i know is a quick yeah. driver and think all right i'm going to see if i can hang with them on this on this section and just just push myself a little bit harder or That's cool. you know what i wasn't feeling it on that section i'm just gonna hang down the back and yeah chill yeah i like that i i, I think i wish i'd have i think maybe it's just my personality but i wish i had a little bit more freedom to make those kind of decisions because i guess maybe because i organize a lot of the drives i end up being the one in front and yes, um, yes. as much as I don't mind leading, because um, I'm very much that personality, when you're driving for three or four hours and you're staring at the back of a truck instead of looking at all of the Porsches, I f- kind of feel a little bit left out. Um, yeah. And uh, just the other week, I, I think I was 
last in line or somewhere in the middle of the pack. And I actually had loads more fun being in the middle of the pack. Yeah, mid-pack's the best. Yeah. Mid-pack's the best. I, I, I love it. And, and you know, I've got, there's again, there's drivers in our group who I know they and I are, are, are at a similar pace. And so we'll have, you know, we'll drive a section of road and, and, and pull over for a break at some point and just be laughing about, you know, that we we're traveling near each other and everyone's good as well. We all give each other plenty of space and, yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and that's why I try and share the maps and, and kind of spread that load so that A, it takes the pressure off me to lead every stage because I want to be able to relax and enjoy it too. Yeah. But also because, you know, there are people in our group who are going to want to drive quicker than I do. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm cool with that. I don't want their drive to sort of, or their enjoyment of their drive to be colored by the fact that uh, I, I sort of felt like I would have, would have liked to have gone through there quicker, you know, either because they're in a more capable car or they've just got, yeah, way more talent or bravery than me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I give everyone the maps so that I can, you know, know that people are going to find their way regardless. Yeah. Yeah. We try and do the same thing. Um, I, I think we talked about this before. We haven't really come up with a slick mobile app that, um, nah, it's really nah. good. Like with Google Maps, we we end up putting down like 150 waypoints so that Google yes. doesn't try and take you off the route you actually want to go. But then every you know every quarter of a mile, you've got to hit your your phone and say yeah, continue. Yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's and right. hope. And yeah, and if you mess right that up, way. and if that's it, and if you mess that up, you're gone. And sometimes Google will it won't reconnect you back into where you were. And yeah, you know we had. There's one spot on our rally where two years in a row now we've had we've had problems. Um, so I've made sure that for our next one I've added an, yet another waypoint to force Google not to try and take us up this dirt road. <laughs> it's just like every time. <laughs> oh, that's just annoying. I, I, I wouldn't yeah. expect Google to take you on the dirt roads. What it does for us is just gets you on the highway. And then you miss, yeah, of course, of course. You, know, you miss five to ten miles of twisty roads because uh, you've, yeah. you know, because it's taking you one exit down the highway. That drives me absolutely, yeah, absolutely bonkers. But yeah, we try and make sure that everybody has, um, everyone has the routes so that they can go at whatever speed they want. They can catch up if they get lost. Um, and a lot of us uh, share the same um, walkie-talkies, so we we, we sort of yep, yep. have a lot of banter on the radios. Um, it's a lot of fun, but I, I I need to do more of that. Like you know, the past couple of weeks up in L and then the steering wheel was out of the car and I'm just trying to cram as much driving in between now and the snow coming in, you know, November as I can. Yeah. 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 I, I was, I was very happy to see you out driving. Cause it, it's funny when I saw your feed and I saw you're out driving, I thought, yeah, wow. Like a, a lot of, a lot of what we've spoken about lately, it's been, you know, waiting for your steering wheel or yeah. whatever. And I obviously, obviously didn't know you were unwell, but um, yeah, it's just good to see that car out here, that, hear that sole performance exhaust ripping it up. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Mm. I just can't get enough of it. And, and actually yesterday I drove with the windows down and um, I think that since, since doing the, the comparison video two years ago, I think that's the first time I've driven with all my windows down. And I was on these country roads. No one was around. Um, yeah, I actually scared myself a couple of times listening to that thing rip. I was like, "Wow, wow! Does it oh, does it really so do that? Good. Does it really make that so noise? Good. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so good. That's amazing. Yeah, so, so good. good. Hey, so before we finish, I've got to ask. You mentioned it earlier. Ransom note letters. Did you end up fixing them? <laughs> you haven't, have you? James, you there? You there? Hello. 
cutting out of my so. Oh my god! So I must go. Bye. I, I knew. Uh, well, I knew so. I well no. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I don't want to throw these people under the bus, but. So I took it back to the same place. They said we've got the, we've got this template. We've made a template. I spoke to the guy. I spoke to a bloke who works for him. He was great. He showed me the template. He said, "Look at this." He said, "I've I've worked it around. I've I've actually gone into the dealership, and and created this based on that." And he held it up against my car, and I thought, "Yeah, okay, that that makes sense." He's really he's really wants to make this right. So I I, I had a good feeling. So. I uh, I went to collect the car and it's better. It's definitely better. Um, but gl- the I'm S, gl- the S. I was like, why is the S higher than the R and the C? Like, oh no! It should be lower. It's on a. And the guy's like, oh, the guy goes, look, we're not robots, yeah. And I'm We're not I robots. Said, Mate, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> trying to bust your chops. Okay, I'm not. But you know, it's it's. Am I? Do I think it's perfect? Am I happy with it? No. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm just. I'm sorry. I want to make you happy. You know. Um, but there was sort of this unspoken agreement at the end of, I'm going to go this way. You're going to go that way. No money will be exchanged, and we'll just get on with our lives. So. <laughs> So it's oh, and, and I did say to him, I said, he's like, you know, there's just there's just no proper templates for this. No one's got them. There's no such thing. And I said, wrong. Well, you can get them on. I, I said, that's just flat out wrong, mate. I said, you can get them on Suncoast. I've seen them. He's like, what's Suncoast? And I said, yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! But, oh. Anyway, it does. It looks better. It looks a lot better. It looks a does lot it? better. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> Well, look, I, do you know what? It looks good enough that I was willing to post a photo on my Instagram feed just last night of the oh. rear of the car. So. <laughs> From a distance. <laughs> yeah, like I, I did. I shot it on a telephoto lens uh, from 100 metres away. <laughs> oh, you can basically just tell it's some kind of 9-11. You don't know which generation it is. Oh, I love it. Good job. Yeah, if you squint. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I hope you enjoyed lockdown this weekend. Um, don't think about me at Cars and Coffee. Uh, Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. I, um, I'll make sure I don't tag you in every single photo that I take and put up on Instagram. You're such a good guy. <laughs> You're such a good guy. <laughs> I'm here for you, mate. I am here for you. I'm feeling it. I feel the love. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. All right, Andy. Take care. Speak soon, mate. Right on, my man. Catch ya. Well, that's it for another podcast, guys. Thanks for checking in. Always a pleasure talking to Andy at Last Rasp. If you haven't checked out his Instagram or his YouTube, I highly recommend it. Um, Andy's top quality guy, and he puts out even better quality content. Uh, I don't know. Does that do him a disservice? He's good, basically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, lots of exciting stuff coming uh, in the next couple of months. I'm really looking forward to getting out of town. Uh, going to uh, Luft 7 in Indianapolis uh, in September. 
Um, after that, my return to the Tale of the Dragon with Jay Reed. And uh, anyone who wants to join us, uh, you can find all the details on my website. Um, but before both of those trips, a surprise visit to Chicago in a couple of weeks to go to uh, Checked 21. Uh, which looks like a really fun event. Uh, just sort of downtown Chicago. You have to register your car. Uh, I managed to get in last minute. I think Jay's going to be there as well. Uh, so that's going to be fun. So a couple of events, a couple of great excuses for videos, and um, an awful lot of driving. Really, really excited about it. All right, you guys. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. I'm going to be spending mine installing leather trim in the interior of my car. Um, Take care, get out and drive, and I'll see you soon. Bye.